Welcome back, everyone. I don't, I'm going to be Paige right now. I don't even know what episode this technically is. I think 19 or it doesn't I think matter. it is 19. This is one of, this is a great episode. I'm so excited to have Brenna on today. Uh, Brenna is, Brenna, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. This is my thing because I always fuck it up and I think it just, you do more justice. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. My name is Brenna and Aloe and I know each other because we were in the same sorority at different um, times. Out, <laughs> at different times. Shout out to DeFi, Be First for Life. Um, but I love it. currently, I am a retired sorority girl and I am a mental health counselor and a certified rehabilitation counselor. So I am a therapist and I love it. And you have your own podcast, which is amazing. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. I also have a podcast. Um, <laughs> it's called Real Fucking Talk. It's all about just kind of normalizing talking about mental health and things that are uncomfortable to talk about. I am like super open about everything. So my goal is to just have other people be open about their shit too. Which I love. I think that it's really important for everyone to be having open and honest conversations about what's going on. There's kind of the stigma when it comes to mental health and counselors and therapists. Like I know for me, like punch and I are very similar where our parents got divorced when we were really young. I don't know about you punch, but my parents tried to make me go to therapy. And when I was a young girl, my parents got divorced when I was eight and they would try to make me go. And I would, I would like sit in the office and like cry. I wouldn't want to talk to the, to the therapist. And then what ended up happening was every time I would meet with them, my mom would then go in after, and the therapist would pretty much like, you know, throw me underneath the bus and like, tell my mom, whatever. Oh, uh, well, that's illegal. Yeah, not I when mean, you're a little kid, work? right? The confidentiality is not the same when you're. Uh, no, it's still there. Like, so I have clients right now that are the youngest one I see is 12. But if you are below the age of 18, your parent has to sign a consent that says like, yes, I know that, you know, whatever stays, whatever my child says, to you stays between you guys. The only time that I can break confident confidentiality is if the kid is suicidal, going to hurt themselves or someone else, then I can tell the parent, but yeah, anything else is it's illegal for me to tell the parent. Yeah. I feel like I had a similar experience. Um, I I was a little older aloe. I think I was like 12 or 13 and my parents were like, you need to go to therapy and figure out how you're feeling. I was like, fuck your fucking therapy. I'm fine. <laughs> Little did I know that all the problems would just manifest later in life. But I was like, <laughs> I get it. Y'all don't love each other. It's not my fault. Like, don't worry. I don't think it's me, but I do now have a major problem with both of you right. for making me yes. do this shit. So and every, and my sister like went and like loved therapy and I would go in and I was like, I'm smarter than you people don't know anything about my life. Like they're like, tell me everything. And I'm like, we only have an hour right. once a week. By the time we actually start solving these problems, I'm going to be off to college. Okay. Like, I don't know what you want from me. And I have a very different view of therapy now. I still don't really particularly go, but I see the value in it. And for me, the not going is more a scheduling and not wanting to take the time each week to like find the right person. Cause I, I do believe that it's really helpful when you find the right person. I encourage a lot of my peers to go that are struggling with certain things, but I'm like, I'm going to go to my energy healer for now. And when, when psychologically that's not enough, I'll, I'll go to the clinician, but 
Yeah, I felt the same thing. Like I'd tell them stuff and they didn't really like tell my parents exactly what I said, but somehow they ended up knowing more than I would have liked about what we'd talked about. Yes. Like we'd be in the car riding home. I mean, I don't know, this was in the nineties, so I don't know if it was different, but we would end up riding home and my mom would be like, so this is how, this is what you think. This is how you feel. And I'm like, God damn it. So I just, yeah. Yeah. Like they debrief, like I'd be done. And then the counselor would come in for like, or they talked for 10 minutes with my parent or like, they'd come in for the last few minutes and do like a little debrief thing. And then we get in the car and then I was stuck with them. Ugh, and they're like, same. why aren't you talking about stuff? And I'm like, cause I don't want to. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like super uncomfortable. So I definitely <laughs> like, don't blame you guys for having this view, but that's not how it should be. So I apologize that you guys had that experience. Cause that stinks. Those therapists are probably retired now. Thank God. <laughs> right. So I need to like get on the therapy train, but I'm with Paige. We both see like energy healers and it's you know, they're my tune-ups. <laughs> yeah. And we were just talking about that before we started recording that like, I think that's so awesome. And spirituality is such a huge part of so many people's lives and so, so powerful. I just recently, I think over quarantine, like had a spiritual awakening. Like, I don't even know if I did, but from what my like witchy friends tell me I did. So I think- Tell I me did. more. I know. (laughs) Paige and I are really into the witch and the woo. Okay. So this is something that I recently too am obsessed with because so over quarantine, I realized that I would have trouble sleeping like every X number of days. And I realized that it was whenever there was a full moon or a new moon, like I couldn't sleep. So I was in this like podcast accelerator program and I met so many awesome people and one of them has this self-care podcast and she's all into astrology and cosmic self-care and all of that. So I was talking to her and she read my chart and she essentially was like, you are so influenced by the moon. So I don't really know. I'm going to butcher all of this, but yeah, I think I'm a witch is essentially what I'm saying. Okay. So you fit right in to our, you know, our demographic. Well, I'll tell you this. So my one girlfriend, Erica, who we had on earlier in the podcast, when she started tapping into her witchy side, she immediately synced up in her cycle, her monthly cycle with the moon. And I was like, you're fucking not. Well, I didn't, I would never tell Erica she was nuts because like, she's not at all. But I was like, that's crazy. I believe you, but it seems like a coincidence, but I decided to make massive changes to like my lifestyle and my diet in January. And I like missed my period. I got all stressed out. I was like, am I pregnant? Like, am I dealing with this problem? Like really? I don't have time for this problem right now. And also then, Paige doesn't want kids. Just disclaimer. No, not at all. Oh, okay. and, and I have an IUD. <laughs> so it just like makes things very complicated if I were to get pregnant, right. but I finally got it. And I was like, holy fuck, it's the new moon. And last month, sure as shit on the new moon, started bleeding that day. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, Punch, I'm supposed to get with my the new period moon. on Monday and that's the new moon. <laughs> no, it's the full moon. You and Is I are opposite. Yeah. Ugh, the fuck? yeah. I used to be closer to the full moon. And then when I switched, I went to new. 
so weird. It's kind of crazy. You should, Brenna, you should go back and listen to that episode with Erica and also the ones we did with Dakota, Dakota the astrology. Yeah. yeah. I should. You would, you would find them really uh, fascinating. Just a sidebar. But, but less about the witchy stuff, Brenna. I want to know about your shit. Let's talk about your real fucking talk and your, your practices. I want to know about you. Yeah. So what about it? So I was thinking because, you know, we're, we've all been stuck in our homes and mm. I think social media use, I mean, if it could possibly go up, I mean, let's be real. Punch and I have not been stuck in our homes. We have been out and doing like a million things, but like with everyone being home more and just doing things like more virtual events, like I was curious how you think mental health plays into our social media usage. Like I know social media is great to like stay with communication and stay up to date with family and friends, like especially moving to Colorado and leaving my world in New York. It's been great for me. And, um, you know, you're finding new friends, new communities, like the podcast community, you network, you're joining and promoting all of these causes that mean something to you and you're seeking emotional support through social media. But what do you find are the negative aspects of social media and mental health? Like, do you see a correlation between your, you know, of course, no HIPAA, you don't have to violate anything, but like, do you have patients who are addicted to it or they feel like they have FOMO or they feel inadequate or, you know, do you find it's leading to more depression and anxiety or cyberbullying? Like these are kind of kinds of the things I wanted to touch on today. Yeah, totally. And it's actually really interesting that we're recording today. So we touched on this earlier, but I typically have only adult clients and I got my first like adolescent a couple of weeks ago. And now I have about seven in my roster. So this is a new subject to me, but it's so interesting how different teens are from adults. And what I'm finding with teens is that they are ruled by social media. What's happening online directly influences their mood, their energy, their excitement, all of that stuff. But, you know, in my own thoughts and all of that, I realized that when, you know, the three of us were in middle school and high school, we were able to, you know, have a disagreement with a friend during the day and go home and think about it and kind of get our mind off of it, chat with family, hang out with our neighbors, whatever. And when I was in high school, like I did have a cell phone, but it only had texting and calls. Like there was no social media apps. So, you know, when I left school, I left school. These kids never leave their social circle because even if they're not directly with them in person, they are talking to them on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, like however. So just yesterday, I was having a conversation with a client who was feeling severely anxious because our whole 45 minute session was spent discussing the fact that her boyfriend was ignoring her and she knew he was ignoring her because he was active on Snapchat and his Snapchat number went up. So she knew that he was on his phone. And I was Oof. like, holy shit, that is so insane. Like, okay. I low key, like, am like mentally a warrior, ninja, psychopath like that though. I don't get on the Snapchat, but I totally am the kind of person that's like, well, I saw that you did this. And then I know that you were ignoring me and not talking to me for these things. 
Yeah. <laughs> so but maybe I'm still like a teenager. I don't no. Know. no, but no. when you think about it, like, you know, we're adults. So like, if we do that, we're able to like rationalize and know like, okay, whatever. Like, are they ignoring me? Maybe, but like, do I ignore people? Yeah. Sometimes like sometimes we're busy and there's reasons why you ignore people, but these kids, their brains are still forming. Like their brain is going to make connections that shouldn't be made. You know, their brain is going to wire for protection rather than connection. So it's just, it's all weird. I feel bad for kids now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I really do too. How, Brenna, how old are you? 27. I'll be 28 in July. Okay. So you and Punch are this almost the same age. Punch, you're 28, right? Yes. I think. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we celebrated that in October. (laughs) So I'm a little bit older than you guys, you know, just like by a year or two. I'm just kidding. So when I was in high school, I mean, we didn't even really have cell phones. We had Nextels, which there was no texting. Mm -hmm. It was, Mm -hmm. it was literally like 50 cents, a text message. So we only had MySpace. (laughs) Mm, Bring it back. I know. I know. It's kind of weird. And like, I mean, even then though, I remember having, you know, MySpace did the top eights or whatever. Oh, like you're, yes. And I remember being like, well, why aren't I in your top eight? Like that yes. was, I guess, the, the first form of, I don't want to say bullying, but the first form of like FOMO, like me feeling inadequate in some way that my friends wouldn't put me or they'd put me there. And then like, just like what you said before, Brenna, like if you have a disagreement with someone, you, they would just like take you off the top eight or they move you down, you know? So that was like my first little taste into it. And then when I got to SUNY Oswego, when I got to college, like, I mean, there was no Wi-Fi. It was like all ethernet still like Facebook. That was the first year Facebook launched. You could only have it if you had a college I email. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really a, a time of, you know, there were, there was no social media really when we were in college. And like, I can't imagine like the things that we did. I mean, you were there, you know, Oh like yeah. The, like the shit that we did, if that were to be recorded on Facebook, I can't imagine the type of anxiety or depression that I would have had. Like the, the fear of missing out, I think is really one of the biggest things or, or the feeling of isolation. Do you think that these kids or even like adults, do you feel like with quarantining and social distancing and just, you know, some people are afraid, still afraid to leave their homes. Like, do you think that social media make that makes them feel more isolated? Or do you think that like, how, like, how are they using it? Are they more passively using it? Are they using it more actively? Like, I'm always curious as to if you've like seen anything yeah. like correlation. I think it's so, it's such a like personal question, like how one of my clients uses social media is so different from how the other one was. And I think it really comes down to the fact that like, what is your home life? Like, what was your childhood? Like, what are your coping skills? What are your experiences and stuff? Because people who don't have, you know, maybe the best support system at home are going to turn to their phone and social media way more because they're looking for that validation. They're looking for that comfort that they're not getting at home where, you know, a child, the same age in the same neighborhood, let's say, has a great home life. So when they're sad, they're going to go to their mom. They're going to go to their sister. They're going to go to their dad. 
And, you know, they're not looking for that validation online. So I think it's such a personal thing, but I do find that a lot of people, and, you know, myself included, like I am not perfect. I'm always online, especially I'm sure you guys know, like with the podcast, you kind of have this like weird unspoken commitment. Like if I want this to thrive and if I want this to go somewhere, I kind of have to actively be consistent. I need to post every day. I need to create content all the time. So it's really hard to put up boundaries when you're also trying to essentially make a living online. Do you guys struggle with that? Oh, yes. Between Punch and I, like, I know I run four Instagram accounts. Punch, how many are you running? So many. (laughs) I'm like, I heard you be like running Instagram accounts. I'm like, oh, my fucking bane of my existence. Let's see. I think I have five up right now. Wow. It's it's just so One of them is ours, which Aloe does more on, but it's still still. a lot. Why do you guys have so many? Like, what are you doing online? Okay, girl, you ready? (laughs) I got my personal one. Okay. I got my, I'm a hairstylist, so I've got my hair chemist one. Mm. I've got my podcast one. Okay. And then I own a finance company that I run that Instagram, which is like pretty weak because I put like, who looks to Instagram for finance? Like they don't. And then, (laughs) and then I've got, I run a CBD and a health and wellness company and that's on an Instagram as well. You have so many. I'm like struggling over here with my personal one that I don't give a fuck about. And the podcast <laughs> one, holy shit. I cannot imagine having more than two. Well, that- it's just a lot. It's like on top of everything else we've got going on. Yeah. You know? I actually had, I made a friend through Instagram, through the podcast, and she's now one of my good friends, but we did lives like months ago about the pressures that social media puts on, you know, even us, I think she's somewhere around my age. She might be like 26, but she, we were talking about the fact that like, yes, we love what we're doing and I love the podcast and I love it, but it's hard. But then I also sometimes struggle with the fact that like, am I allowed to complain about this because I'm choosing to do this and I want this, but it's also really stressful, you know? So I feel almost guilty complaining about it because it's my choice. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? I think you could argue that for like any job, you know, just because you're, you're doing it yourself doesn't mean that there aren't days or parts of your job that sometimes don't bother you. You know, like I run all of my own businesses. And so I don't ever really complain too much about like, not being allowed to go on vacation, you know, or something like that, where I control that for myself. You know, if I'm not going on vacation, it's because I haven't earned it. But I definitely still complain sometimes about having to do work that I don't particularly want to do. Yeah. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I don't think you should beat yourself up about that. You know, we're lucky, but also it's like, it's like any other job. Sometimes it's work. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and Punch, you said it best last week when we were talking about the podcast and you were like, like, it's just sometimes even like recording and like doing the things that we do, it's just so much. And then, and then you like, you were like, but it's something I enjoy. Like these types of conversations are enjoyable. Like this is why we do what we do. It's, it's to spread awareness and to, you know, really, you know, have these conversations that a lot of people like want to have, but don't have. Yeah. And I think that I'm so grateful for podcasts like yours, like mine, like so many others where 
people are willing to say the uncomfortable stuff and have the uncomfortable conversations. Because if we've learned nothing else this year, it's that talk about things, learn from other people, learn from people who have different experiences than you. It's so important. I know. Amen, sister. Right. Brenna's awesome. I love Brenna. <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't even really know Brenna. I know her through my cousin who also yeah. shout out to Christine, to teens. She ended up pledging my sorority. I remember when she went to Oswego and I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, if you want me to hook you up with my friends, you know, she's like, no, I don't think I'm going to do the whole sorority thing. And then she ran into these girls at the Raven and texts me like later that night. She's like, I'm going to pledge. <laughs> 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 It's so funny. I miss Christina. I actually texted her a couple minutes ago being like, I'm recording with your cousin right now. Um, oh, but yeah, her. God, bring me fucking back to college, man. Oh, seriously. How do I, how do I get oh, back? God. No, I never want to go back. <laughs> like, I, I love that we're actually, the three of us are kind of having like this self-reflection moment because I think that that's another thing that social media actually takes from you is the self-reflection. You put up this facade, you know, to the world. And that's why I love your podcast so much, Brenna, because you just break it down and you're like, let's just talk about, I love that you're mon- like taking psych, like therapist meetings and like making it more of this modern thing where it's not so taboo. And you yourself talk about like self-reflection and looking at yourself through this lens of honesty. Like how- how does that work for you? You just said that you just got done with, with your therapist. Do you think that that holds you accountable to, to perceive yourself in a different way? Oh, totally. I mean, my personal view and opinion on therapists going to therapy is that that has to be non-negotiable. Again, that is not a rule. That's not law. That is just my belief. I feel really strongly about the fact that if you are going to see a therapist and your therapist even only works part-time. If a part-time therapist probably has about 20 clients per week, how do you think that this person is hearing 20 different stories per week, dealing with 20 different people's lives, could be dealing with a plethora of different types of traumas, personality disorders, whatever, and they are not actively you know, healing their own trauma and life too, because all of our lives are so busy and have so many things going on. And if I'm not actively working on my shit, how can I help my clients with theirs? Like there's just not enough room or space. So that's something that just feels really important for me, you know, to have an outlet for myself so that I can kind of clear my energy and clear the shit that's on my mind so that I really can be present with my clients. But in regards to social media, I do find that that's something too that is such an issue. Kids now, and even adults, like I see people my age doing it too, like especially at concerts or whatever, like taking their phones out, like put it away, like be in the moment. You can YouTube this later, you know, you can like look this up later. And it might just also be because of like where I am in life right now. And I do a lot of research about like mindfulness and all of that. And I'm like, why am I thinking about the moment after this moment. When you think about it, you record things because you're like, I want to be able to look back on this. And that's great. But also when you're thinking that in the moment, you're actively missing out on what's happening in the moment because you're so busy thinking about the future. 
Oh, Brenna, you're just hitting the nail on the head. I swear to God, like Punch and I have been, I mean, Punch and I talk about all, like all the things all the time. We just had lunch the other day and, you know, I don't even know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but like our first episode, Punch and I, it was November. We were both like single at the time. We had both just gone through like a breakup. So we're like, let's just start this podcast. Like let's do for the love of moving on. And we got into it. And Ugh, I low-key regret that though, because- I am dating the guy that we talked about. And now he's like all salty towards our podcast. Cause he's like, all you do is talk shit about me, which is not true. Like, no, it's not true. And if he listened to the podcast, he would know that, but he like heard me editing it once and was like, I don't care. Ooh. Yeah. And then her salty guy ran into my salty guy who I talked about and who's now back in my life. So anyway, I mean, we use like fake names for them. No one knows who they are really, except if you're our friends, like what up? We know, but Don Juan, like just so everyone knows came back into my life. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how long ago. Oh, it was like Valentine's day. So it was a while ago at this point, but I forget where we were going. Oh, cause we were talking about like, no, no, I'd like to pull the audience on this one. Um, Don Juan <laughs> came back into Aloe's life on Valentine's day, but it wasn't a date and they're just friends. But then a couple days later, he brought her candy and chocolates and he says, and I love her. So <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So, but, I mean, not I wasn't... <laughs> but, it, but it's not a date. It was just Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. Oh so, like, are, is anything off limits on this podcast? Because, like, I just have a no, no. Okay, so, like, <laughs> did you have sex with him? Okay. Oh shit. Now we're just going down this road. Okay. So... No, no. You. I want you to. Therapist... You did it unwrap this for me okay you you do this for me that would be great okay I fucking love you punch all right so I'm just gonna break it down real quick you did it didn't you no we've never Don Juan and I have never had sex we have been intimate we have filled around things have happened he is a really special individual and like I be known I'm now pouring myself a bourbon you pushed me there I blame you (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. I can't let it, let it be known. I see Don Juan almost every day. I went to his house this morning and sat in the red light, but I didn't physically see him today, which was actually kind of nice, but he gets jealous now. Every, Cause I'm like dating other people, you know, as punch said, we're just friends. So I'm dating other people and you know, he refers to all these men as Brock, you know, he's like, Oh, you can't hang out on Thursday night. Like what is Brock making you dress up to go out? And I was like, no, I'm recording a podcast. Like, <laughs> but my whole thing is we're, we are truly like best friends. And I think we, the reason I started talking about this is because present moment, this is why. So I've decided that just exactly what you said, Brenna, I last, I broke up with him in, in October, which it took him months to even like admit that we were dating. Like I went out on a date like he like texted me before my birthday and he was like, I'm getting too claustrophobic. Like I need to step back or whatever. And so don't fucking tell me to, that you need a fucking break. Cause you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a break, bro. Yeah. And he's, he, we had all these plans. He's like, all right, are we, we, we hanging out tonight? And I was like, nah, I have a, I haven't going out with someone else. Like mm-hmm. I just started blowing him off and he like lost his shit, punched through me like this amazing birthday party, which I just like the best night of my life. I, I still love like Kasha and I were talking about that the other day, punch about how much fun we have. She like, we like all wore wigs and we just had like such a good time, but anyway, um, let it be known everybody that I'm actually <laughs> phenomenal at throwing parties. Nice. I get very so stressed good. out. 
but I'm actually really good at it. Cool. Very good. But so he comes up to me Bretta's like, like, cool. Okay. Good no, to she know. Wants, she like, she's like, let's, let's hang out. Um, yeah. Throw me but, one. I, I know. And then I tried to throw one for punch and punch ended up just micromanaging the whole thing and ended up throwing herself <laughs> a party. But <laughs> I mean, it was during COVID and the only option for location became my ex-boyfriend's house. And I was like, no, we will not be doing that. <laughs> Who is now her current boyfriend. But anyway, we want to unpack shit, Punch. <laughs> You're next. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we were at my house like juicing and he was like, we're dating. How would you like it if I went out and did whatever with whomever or whatever? And I was like, oh, we're dating? News to me. Like, right. <laughs> so we're just, we have this relationship where, um, we're just best friends. Like I'm here for it. <laughs> like, so do, you, do you see a future with Don Juan? Um, so the other day we were like watching the sunset and having dinner up in Boulder and short answer is yes, Brenna. Like she okay. would marry the shit out of this man and have all of his babies. Okay. Yeah. So when I like propositioned him for that, I was like, let's just do it. I almost just said his real name. I was like, let's just do it, DJ, you know, Don. And I was like, let's get married. Let's have babies. Like, let's do all the things. Like, let's start a future. Like, what are you fucking waiting for? Like, you've already said a million times you could spend every day with me and not get sick of me. And we've pretty much been doing that for like a year. And he didn't say anything at first. And then he just kind of looked at me like a minute later and he's like, I'm going to have to think about this. And I was like, wait a second, you're really considering this? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So like punch said, short answer. But my whole point of this whole conversation is because I haven't really brought him up on the podcast in like many episodes, like almost, almost like seven episodes now, but Hashtag, um, good luck editing this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it done. But my, my whole point is you were talking about being present and I had said to punch and I have said to all my friends who are really worried about me falling down this hole of, I had such anxiety when I was with him the first time around, because I was like, does he like me? Does he not like me? Like there was just like, there was just so many things that were left unsaid. And I was living in this place of, well, what about the future? Like I'm almost 35. Like I'm like, I need to have fucking kids. Like I am not a spring chicken. I'm not 27 years old. <laughs> like, right. like I'm getting old, you know? But my whole point is, I think you're a hundred percent correct when you're saying you have to live in the present. And I think that what gives us anxiety is this, I mean, in punch, I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like is it the same as what was happening in the past? Like, what about my future? Like, is it always going to be this? Like when it comes to Ted, is he always going to put, you know, so-and-so before me? Is it ever going to change? Like we have this constant thought in our brains and we're like, how are we, you know, going to stay present and actually not let ourselves fall down this rabbit hole and get depressed? Yeah. I think mindfulness is, are you guys like from, I mean, you guys are witchy and spiritual. So I'm assuming that, you know, like all about mindfulness. Yes. Okay. But our so, listeners might not. Yeah. yeah so, so enlighten us. Mindfulness is something I am like now specializing in, but it's not something that I ever thought I would be. So essentially I got asked to do like speaking engagements about mindfulness. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And I pulled together, you know, a presentation. And then the more that I was researching it, I was like, wow, this is super, super helpful. And I just started incorporating it in my own life. 
And now it's something that I pretty much bring up to every single one of my clients because mindful meditation is not a one size fits all. And it's not, you know, sitting down with your legs crisscross and going to a silent retreat for 12 days and all of that. Like, oh, fuck no. You, right. Like you can really practice mindfulness from anywhere. You can be in the car and practice mindfulness. You can eat and be practicing mindfulness. And it's just something that holds you accountable to be staying in the present moment. You know, when we're eating and watching TV, we are not living in the present moment because we're living in our TV and what's going on then. And a lot of times we're watching trashy reality TV that happened a year ago. Like, so we're living a year in the past in someone else's life and we're missing our own. So my favorite way to be mindful is do like the five, four, three, two, one trick, essentially just, you know, making all of your senses aware of what's happening right here and right now is really powerful to, you know, bring your full attention back to the present moment. It's five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. I love that. Holy crap. So what would be some other things that you would give as like a kind of a tool to help, you know, modify your social media use or, you know, like the five, four, three, two, one, I love, but like, do you recommend disabling your social media notifications or, you know, putting your phone on airplane mode or what are some tips and tricks? Yeah. So I think something that's super important before implementing any changes, if any changes are necessary is really checking in with yourself and checking in with your urges. Do you feel urges to check social media? You know, maybe keep track for one full day of how many times you open Instagram, how many times you check your phone, how many times you open Snapchat and maybe seeing those numbers in real time, you'll be like, holy fuck. I opened Instagram 58 times yesterday, like in one day, because as crazy as that sounds, like I know that I have days that I open Instagram probably 75 times in a day, just because I like will open it. I'll look at something and then I'll close it. And then honestly, that sounds a little low to me. Like, I feel like it would be more because so many people impulsively just open it. And you're like, like, even if you just count the times you like open it, you're like, why did I even go here? And then you shut it and you get off. Exactly. Yeah. But so maybe seeing those numbers, if it's, you know, Hey, if 75 times per day feels fine to you and it doesn't seem like a problem, that's great for me personally feeling like I'm opening Instagram 75 times doesn't feel healthy for me. So what I personally do is use like time blocks. So I will do. Yeah. So I'll give myself like a good 20 minutes and I'm like, okay, for this 20 minutes, I can do whatever I want. I can post whatever I want, scroll mindlessly if that's what I want. And then at the end of that 20 minutes, I now have the capability to just put my phone away and be fine. But there was a time that I didn't, that I would really have to block it. Like you really have to teach yourself and your brain what, you know, to do what you want. And I think it all comes down to personal preference where, you know, figure out what feels healthy and comfortable for you and then start modifying those changes. I, I wish it was more of a one size fits all that I could be like, just give yourself 20 minutes a day to scroll. And that's great. But, you know, for (laughs) some people that that wouldn't be enough. And that's, you know, totally okay. This world is so fucking crazy right now that, you know, if spending an extra hour on social media is what keeps you mentally sane, then fucking do it. I feel like I'm having 
last, a couple of weeks ago, we had my friend Sam on and we did a money mindset and minimalism episode. Mm. And she said out loud, she's like, I want you guys to pull up your spending for the last three months. And like punch damn near had like an aneurysm. And I'm, I feel, I feel that way right now when it comes to Instagram. And Mm. because I run my Rocky Mountain Sales, like the company I work for, I run their Instagram. I run my personal one. I have a vegan one that I run. I have, you know, for the love of punch and aloe. And I put an hour block, like, like once I've been on Instagram for an hour, it will tell me. And then I consciously try to make sure that if I'm going to be on later, it's going to be for a purpose, Right. but it's really hard. And I think what I'm going to have to do is exactly what you just suggested and just do like, I'm going to count. I'm going to have to count. I need to be present and get aware and like figure it out. Something that I struggle with is that I spend so much time on Instagram for real fucking talk that at the end of the day, when I have been on social media, let's say for four hours throughout the day, like I'm not saying four hours straight, but four hours throughout the day has been spent on social media, creating content on Instagram, whatever. Then I'm like, okay, well now I want to catch up with the people in my actual life, but I feel almost weird about going back on Instagram because I just spent all day on it, you know? Yes. So do you think like a answer to that would be spend more time with friends offline, like set a time Mm -hmm. each week to interact with them and do like a face-to-face or do like a house party. If I don't know if you ever use that app, but no, I haven't. But what I have been doing is just really like texting and FaceTiming them more. If it's not someone that I see daily, like instead of, you know, talking to them on social media, I'm like, you know what, if I want to talk to someone, I'm just going to fucking talk to you. Like I, you know, I don't need to do this on Snapchat. I don't need to go like, and comment your picture. Like, I'm just going to give you a FaceTime or a call or a text and be like, Hey, miss you. Let's catch up. Well, I don't know. Okay. If this is, I think this is probably not like, I'm probably not the norm because that would sound accurate for me. I was but like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm probably not the norm in this, but I, I like, don't feel like I struggle with this too badly. Sometimes I feel like I end up looking at Instagram for too long and getting stuck in a hole, but I don't think it happens to me that often. I actually just find, I just don't really give a shit what people are putting on there a lot of the time. I'm like, I don't Mm. care. I don't care to see your picture of your kid. I don't like most people, you know, I don't care about your dog's cute face. I post shit of my dog's cute face, but like All the time. when I see other people's dog's <laughs> cute faces, I'm like, I don't fucking care. And that's probably why I don't have a lot of like following engagement. Cause like, I don't care about getting on there and engaging with people other than for the sake of a business aspect. And I get on there and I'll scroll through for a little bit and I'm like, this doesn't make me feel anything. I just find it dumb. True. Yeah. And I guess and- it just comes back to like, you know, are you working social media or is social media working you? Mm. Also, Paige, to your point though, like I don't give a shit about 90% of the things that I'm seeing on social media, but I still do it anyway. Like it's almost this weird habit now where I'm not sure, doing it sure. because I want to. I'm just doing it because- what else are my thumbs supposed to be doing if I'm not scrolling on Instagram? Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. So and I true. feel like it's hard for you too, like specifically because of how present you're being on social media for your work. So you're on there more like for work with an actual purpose. And then it's easier to get sucked down these rabbit holes. Um, yeah. But 
when you don't have a big job on social media, I'm kind of just like, well, why wouldn't you like do something else? Like just go, like go take a bath or listen to music or watch a TV show. Like even that to me, like at least sometimes you're learning something off of your TV show. I'm not really gaining anything off of social media. Totally. You're right. You are right. It's kind of crazy. And then I'm thinking about the TV shows I'm watching. I'm like, I'm not learning anything from Outlander (laughs) except for the fact that I am very thankful for indoor plumbing. Yeah. I watch The Real Housewives and trashy reality TV. So I'm for sure not learning anything, but like I, I will tell people I am now. We watch very different TV. (laughs) (laughs) I want mindless TV that I could be like, wow, these bitches are crazy. I know I'm kind of guilty too. I don't know. So what else, what else can we talk about, Brenna? What do you think is important for people to, you know, kind of realize what's going on when they're just like mindlessly scrolling? I think just really checking in with yourself and seeing, you know, if you feel comfortable with the amount of time that you're spending online or the content that you're posting, the content that you're interacting with, like, is that who you really are? I see a lot of times people commenting on things and I'm like, you would never say that to this person's face. Like whether it be to someone we know or a celebrity or what, but like, if you're not going to say something to someone's face, don't say it online. That's dumb. Yeah. Like we don't need any keyboard warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's probably like not nice. Like if you're going to say something online that you wouldn't say to someone's face, it's probably because what you're going to say is kind of nasty. Oof. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where Punch and I are very open and honest. Like if we said it online, like we, we would say it to your face. <laughs> same, same. And honestly, <laughs> gotta call myself out. Sometimes it's something nasty, but I'd say it to your face too. I know. Well, I really Let's don't see. like when people like solicit shit and they're like, Hey, will you go on Instagram and like, like, and comment on my post? Oh, like that's weird. Well, you see it sometimes when they're well I, and I think like it's similar when you post in your story you're like go follow go do this and I do that sometimes but it's like follow because you find it interesting not just because I told you to mm, you know yeah. kind of deal and like sometimes I have family members if they're like trying to build up a point or something or whatever they'll be like go like this or whatever go join this thing and because I think you should and I want to build something and I'm like no no I'm good they don't need to I don't need to partake in that because it's a waste of my time have a have a good day (laughs) I I guess like I'm kind of the opposite sometimes of a keyboard warrior where I want to say something but I don't want to engage in this fight I don't like I feel this way like punch and I sometimes we'll go off on like political rants, but we always end up cutting it because we feel very differently than most people. And we don't want to like alienate people. And I feel like that's the other thing. It's like, you're not being true to yourself if you're not saying the things you want to say, but at the same time, you're almost being true to yourself in a different way where you're not inviting this drama. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like political drama is something that like, It's so sticky, but also, you know, I really commend you guys on that because something that I struggle with is I'll start to type something. And then I'm like, do I want this to be here forever? This could really be online forever. And I don't think I need this to be around forever. So that 
really <laughs> stopped me in my track when I'm like, what if my grandkids see this? Yeah, I'm not going to fucking say this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thank, like I said, thank God we barely had social media in college because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, when I was at Oswego, we did have social media, but it was at that stage where we were all on Instagram and we were just making everything orange. Like we all just used the sepia filter and we were all just burnt all the time. I think I got Instagram the year I graduated from college in 2009. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I, I probably downloaded it around then too, like 2009, 2010. Yeah. It's so crazy so to think about, yeah, to see how it's changed so much. It's wild that it's been around for so long, but it's also wild that it's only been around for 10 years. Yeah, it just feels like a part of life. Yeah, like what did we do without it? Oh God, I don't even know. We lived our lives. <laughs> also, no, no we were on Facebook more. You're right. <laughs> we were on Facebook and before that it was MySpace. And before that, I think people like actually had fun. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we used to play like man. I wasn't around then. We were just, (laughs) I was so young that I was at the age where we just had fun anyway. And even then we were probably just watching TV because TV was more mainstream. We were just watching music videos. Let's be honest. Like rushing home for TRL, Carson Daly. Hey. Yep. Uh, The good old days. Brenna, where can everyone find you? We'll start with that. Yeah. So my personal Instagram is just at Brenna Guinan, but like, really don't even follow me there. Cause I never post on it, but you can follow me at real dot F C K N dot talk. And my podcast is available wherever you're listening to this podcast. And my website is rftpodcast.com. And I highly recommend it. Brenna's had the like, like serious honor of interviewing Hannah burner from <laughs> summer house. Like I'm fangirling, yes. like we're going to have to sidebar so hard after we end this. Oh yeah. But definitely go take a listen. She's got some really good stuff on there and it's, you know, today we kind of focused more on like social media and like your perception and just, you know, things that you might not realize you're doing, but she really gets down and dirty with a lot of different episodes. And I, I find it to be really truthful and, hard hitting. Like you talk about the things that like nobody really wants to talk about. Yeah. I actually today recorded an episode. It probably won't go out for a few months, but, um, with this girl, Jessica, who's like YouTube and TikTok famous, but she essentially is like a prison reform advocate because she was in, in and out of prison for five years, but she gave birth in prison. So we actually talked all about what that was Whoa. like and what it was like mentally. And she, yeah, she really, really dove in on what that experience was like. And it was so eye opening. Yeah. And of course, I asked her like all dumbass questions. I was like, what was it like to be in jail? What was it like? <laughs> I was like, do you have pajamas? So yeah, it was wild that the jail she was in, she said that she didn't even get underwear, but they gave pads. She was like, how the fuck? do you think that I can put this on without underwear? So she ended up having to steal from intake, which is when you go to jail, you take off all your clothes. So like she had to steal someone else's underwear. So she was able to wear a pad. It just fucking crazy. But yeah, this episode, essentially long story short, is going to be great. I can't wait to listen. And also <laughs> Punch and I don't I learned, wear underwear. I learned two things. One, don't go to jail. Yeah. Two, <laughs> like, just don't break the law. We have no problems. But two, and I know it's not always that easy. So guys, don't think I'm actually hating because I'm not. But one, don't go to jail. 
two, we need to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Damn. So now she like, she had said that she wanted to, you know, end up working in a jail and her life took this like weird turn where she started recording videos and they got popular. And now she just really, her life's work is like advocating for prison reform and better care in jails and stuff like that. So she's working on it. She's great. I can't wait to tune into this. So if you guys are interested in this, definitely go check out Real Fucking Talk. I highly recommend it. I'm going to do our card poll. Yes. Um, so oddly enough, every every week we just find that they're usually spot on. And as I shuffle, I usually just say, what does the collective need to hear? What is the message that everyone needs to take away from this week? And what do we need that's going to help us, guide us? So I just separated. Brennan, pick a pile, left, middle, or right? Ooh, left. Okay. It's so funny. I was looking at that pile. Okay. So, ooh, so pretty. These cards are so pretty, Punch. You were right. So this one, so this is all about energies and stuff. So they're- I'm I'm always right. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Brennan. I'm not that narcissistic. I swear. Don't, don't, don't analyze me. (laughs) No, you're <laughs> I'm just kidding. Punch, punch definitely is way funnier than I am. So we appreciate her comedic relief. <laughs> I'm like the one that's like, I have all of these questions. <laughs> okay. So this one is a lion. It's this beautiful lion. I'm going to turn on our, the video just so you two can see it real quick. Okay. It's, can you see this guy? Yeah. There's the glare. It's called waking the lion. And it says, boldness, the courage to move forward, even without knowing the way, facing that which is facing that which is difficult or painful, the audacity to step into the unknown. Regardless of the outer conditions right now, you can't wait for your fear to lessen before you move forward. In fact, despite the chaos and seeming disarray, you must be bold. Whatever your trepidation is, act as if you have deep trust that all will be well. Nothing is promised to you but you will never truly see magic if you don't take the risk. Come to the edge of certainty in your life and leap into the unknown. You have no guarantee of immediate success. Still, you must summon your bravery in the face of possible pain, failure, or even success and own your power. The act of making this leap, no matter the final outcome, awakens the lion within. Be proud of who you are and who you are becoming. No one can take this away from you. What type of courage is called for today? Question mark. Ooh. Only, only you know, and only you have the power to choose your path. Know that it takes just as much strength and bravery to love and be vulnerable as it does to confront a personal challenge or physical obstacle. So call on your strength and stand your ground or consciously temper your emotional reactions. Do nothing and trust in your partnership with the divine. Whatever your choice, you will not fail as long as you act with courage and integrity love that. Me too. It's, I love that you guys do card readings at the end. I think that's really awesome. It's, and it's fun to listen to them when, whenever these do come out, because it's oddly what you need to hear that day. And I get the most comments about our card polls. Like everyone's like, I loved the card poll. It totally, it's everything that I'm going through right now or. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what we were talking about with social media too. Yeah, totally. You know, 
It's mm-hmm. like, and nothing is promised and you have to work hard and you just do it. Yeah. Just like gotta, no one wants to run five Instagram accounts. I honestly, I'm sure there's someone that like does love that, but that person is needs therapy. Yeah. It's not us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. This was so fun. I know. Thank you for coming on. This was great. Hopefully somebody will get something out of this. Even if it's like one of our mom friends and they have these kids that are addicted to the social media. I didn't realize how bad it was. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really eye opening to see happen and like see progress week after week. And, you know, I only deal with a handful of kids right now, but I can't imagine what it's like, you know, being a kid right now. I was just having this conversation with one of my clients and I was like, what is it like to be a teenager right now? And it, it seems like it's filled with a lot of pressure, you know, pressure to be one way pressure to post pressure, you know, it's just pressure all around and it's just sad. Have the perfect that, body. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. It sounds really hard. I'm not here for it. Me either. But thank you for joining us. And I'm so happy you did. And Punch, what what do we always ask everyone? Let's see. Sorry, I had to unmute. We ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and share. All right, you guys. Well, this was episode 19. Brenna is obviously the best. Be sure to go check out her podcast, Real Fucking Talk. I definitely will be because I'm like, I'm all about that real talk, you guys. All about it. So, Brenna, thank you so much for joining us. It was really fun. Yes, thank you guys. This was so fun. And I love your podcast. I just listened to my first episode a couple days ago and I'm hooked. Ooh, which one? The one with Ella, what's it called? Hold on, let me scroll back in my spot. I'm like, which one did you listen to? Polygamy. Um that's the one one about people are cults. The one Mormonism. Mormon. Oh (laughs) I love that. The one about cults. That's so funny. For the love of people love that episode. It's one of our top episodes. No, it was great. I loved it. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your night. Brenna, thank you for joining us. Guys, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.